Hi, you're listening to Landscape Ontario Podcast. My name is Scott Barber. On this episode, I'm joined by Mark Cullen to talk about Canadian Trees for Life, which is a new charity committed to planting trees in communities across the country. It's grown out of the success of the Highway of Heroes tree campaign, which is approaching its goal of planting 2 million trees. That represents one tree for every Canadian who served in the military during wartime. We're going to talk about why these campaigns are resonating so deeply with Canadians, and also why landscape and horticulture professionals have been such a key part of the program's success. That is coming up next. So Mark, uh, thanks for joining the podcast to uh, talk about some of these amazing tree planting campaigns that you're, you've been involved with. Um, I'd like to first start with the Highway of Heroes. And, and last time you were on the show, Mark, you we were discussing, um, obviously, the, the tree planting campaign on the Highway of Heroes in Ontario. And that was back in 2019. It's hard to believe. But uh, can you tell us a little bit about, <laughs> a little bit about what's gone on? In the last well, for, first of all, Scott, thank you for this opportunity. I, I view this as a great privilege to be able to speak to CNLA membership and to reflect with Landscape Ontario membership on the, the grand success of the Highway of Trail Heroes tree campaign is indeed a great privilege because our number one partner in this campaign, both on the Highway of Heroes, that is the Highway Heroes tree campaign, and Trees for Life uh, is the membership base of CNLA and Landscape Ontario. So this is a special moment for me. Well, we're, we're really glad to, to have you here to talk about it. And yeah, I'd like to look back a little bit. You know, back then, okay. um, 2019, the campaign was underway, but there was still a lot of work to do. And, you know, I, I think a lot of That's work true. has been done. Can you talk about what's happened with the Highway of Heroes over the last couple of years to bring our audience up to date? Well, absolutely. And um, let me begin by saying 2019 was just just past the halfway mark of our campaign. We didn't know how long it would take to raise $10 million and plant 2 million trees because we'd never done it before, not on that scale. In fact, nowhere in the world has a living tribute to um, the military and to war dead outside of Canada or in Canada. Nowhere has a living tribute that is trees being planted at on this scale occurred. So we were doing something that was really quite extraordinary. I don't think we realized how extraordinary it was at the time. And I'll remind you that it was 2015 when Tony Tishabani, the executive director of Landscape Ontario, was sitting with me and about 12 other representatives of, of not-for-profit tree planting organizations. And he put up his hand and we, we had been trying to figure out, Scott, how do we plant a significant number of trees in the urban environment because that's where trees benefit people most. Not that there's anything wrong with planting in moose pasture in northern Quebec, just that there are people doing that. They're doing a great job. Where we need help is in our urban spaces right across the country. Not one city in particular, all of them, not just cities, but towns and villages and uh, quite frankly, um, reservations where native people live um, is another issue that we've been talking about a lot, but I get ahead of myself. You asked me for a snapshot 
of 2019. And we were, um, as I recall, around $6 million to the good in a campaign that demanded $10 million to get invested in these 2 million trees. 117,000 trees on the original National Highway of Heroes, keeping in mind that there's a Highway of Heroes in every province. So not to be confused, if you're listening in Saskatchewan or PEI, the, the Highway of Heroes we're referring to is that 170-kilometer stretch of highway, the busiest stretch of highway in North America on the 401 between CFB Trenton and the coroner's office in Toronto. Now, what makes this particular Highway of Heroes special is the fact that every Canadian lost to the Afghan conflict was their body was flown home and repatriated on Canadian soil at CFB Trenton. And while we acknowledge the importance and the wonderful memorials each of our Highway of Heroes is and represents, this particular Highway of Heroes has some national significance from that point of view. And so we, we, we did a calculation and found out that there were 117,000 Canadians who have been lost at war since the War of 1812. So let's plant 117,000 trees right on the right of way. And um, we, had to, uh, we, we had to concoct a scheme with the MTO, the Ministry of Transportation of Ontario, to do that because there was no, we could, no way that we could access the right of way without their permission. That took time, Scott. That took almost two years. Mm -hmm. So it was some time before we were finally able to put a spade in the ground and start planting. And uh, before we got to that point, we realized that there was an opportunity to plant a lot more trees on the other side of the farmer's fence. So if you can imagine a highway with a fence going down either side of it, and on one side are agricultural crops or the towns and villages and cities that the highway goes through. And then of course, there's the highway itself. And we, we saw an opportunity to plant trees on the other side of the highway, uh, or rather the other side of the farmer's fence uh, along the stretch of 401 in Ontario. And we came up with this idea. There were 1.8 million Canadians who volunteered for military service during times of war. 1.8 million is a pretty substantial number of trees, and we wanted to plant a tree for each one of those individuals. So it became 1.8 plus 117 plus, to be honest with you, some tr extra trees that we put in the ground because we know that not every tree is going to make sure. it. So we budgeted for about a 15% attrition rate, that 15% of the trees would die before they reach maturity. And it's not a bad number because our success success rate so far is running well north of 90%. So we, there's a nice little margin there. And when I say we've planted 2 million trees, we actually planted more than that. So fast forward, Scott, to um, now 2022, and the Highway of Heroes tree campaign is fully funded. It is not fully planted because we can't plant trees till we get money in the bank. And of course, as the money flows into the bank, um, we, uh, we plant trees. And the goal this year, 2022, is to plant the last tree. Imagine for a moment the last spike of the CPR Railroad. You know the story. What was it, 1888 or 1887? And the, the, the CPR is finally built after many, many years of planning, blood, sweat, and toil. 
and uh, and they hammer in the last spike. We're going to plant the last tree. And I believe it has similar significance from the point of view that this is a national campaign. It means something to every Canadian who takes a moment to think about the loss of life to preserve our peace and democracy. Absolutely. Just think about that for a minute. What have we done? What well, we've done and what we're doing until we get that last tree in the ground, probably around Remembrance Week in November, when David Johnston, the honor, right honorable David Johnston, our previous governor general, and his wife, Sharon Johnston, who, by the way, is the honorary captain of the Canadian Navy. So she, there's a lot of significance to Sharon being there on that day as well. And both of them have been great champions of the Highway of Heroes tree campaign. Now, we're fully funded. We're, we're well on our way to getting the last tree in the ground. 2022 is going to be a massive celebration and thank you. And it could not have happened if it weren't for the members of Landscape Ontario and to a degree, some of the members in the CNLA as well who, if they didn't actually pitch in one way or another, certainly cheered us on. And now we have Trees for Life and an opportunity for everybody to get involved. So I'll stop there. Well, it is it is amazing. And I think, um, you know, there's been so many people, as you just said, in Landscape Ontario, uh, in CNLA, you know, so many green professionals out there who have cheered it on, who have donated money, donated their time, been part of growing the tree. So, so many people have been a part of this. And the scale, as you said, is incredible. You know, more than 2 million trees, um, you know, the, the amount of money raised is absolutely it's just so inspiring and so amazing that in 2022, you know, we're going to be at that point where that final tree is going to go in the ground and everybody's really a part of it. You know, and so yeah. many people have been, you know, instrumental in making it happen. So everybody really can celebrate together, um, you know, having come together to make this happen. It's pretty, pretty mm. amazing. And now, as you said, it's on to a new chapter. It's, mm. uh, you know, this has been such an amazing success. It's been such an inspiration, um, you know, two million trees. It's incredible. What what's next, uh, Mark? The the main reason I you know wanted to bring you here was to talk about this next chapter and and what it's going to look like. Well, thanks so much for asking because I am so excited about where we go from here. You know, we had an option when we realized that the Highway of Heroes Tree campaign was going to be fully funded sometime probably last spring. We could see where it was heading. We could see that on a monthly basis there was. Um, a, a generous amount of money coming in from the Canadian public. And by the way, over six, over 4,500 individual Canadians have donated to the Highway of Heroes tree campaign. Now, could we have done it without government support? Well, we wouldn't have done it by now, that's for sure, because about half the money came from them. But over 44.5 million came from 4,500 Canadians, including private Canadian businesses like TD, Friends of the Environment, and the Barrett Family Foundation, and a variety of others. My point being that this clearly was something that Canadians wanted to happen. And we didn't receive one dollar from any level of government until Canadians had come in very substantial numbers and had put already $2 million in the bank. The first $2 million that went in the bank was from the private sector. And it was then that the public sector looked at it and said, the Premier of Ontario, the Prime Minister of Canada, and you'll remember when he came and he gave us a check for a million dollars, um, uh, and, and municipalities like the City of Toronto, uh, John Tory, and my friend 
friend Jim Harrison, Her Harrison uh, from Quinty West. Jim, uh, Jim and, and Quinty West, uh, relatively small um, municipality actually gave us $100,000. So there are so many wonderful stories here about where the support came from and how it was selfless. It was always selfless. There were growers um, from Landscape Ontario that supported us with tree donations, deep discounts on trees. Uh, there were landscapers that showed up with boots on the ground to put trees in the ground with equipment, with mulch, uh, it, 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 the list goes on and on, on. It just couldn't happen, couldn't have happened without all of that support. So we said to ourselves, okay, are we just going to pack it in and go home? <laughs> well, you know what? I think, I think Tony will support me when I say this and Joe Salemi as well. We're all too young to go home. We don't want to, we've got momentum. We've learned so many lessons. We started with nothing but an idea and it grew and we're not taking credit for that. We're, we're not taking credit for that. We are tipping a hat to all the people who lined up to say, I want to help. How can I help? And so we want to say to them now is you can still help Trees for Life. We want to double the urban tree canopy across the country. Can Canadian Trees for Life or treesforlife.ca, I urge you to go online. I mean, you'll learn so much more than what I can share with you here in this podcast, Scott. But Trees for Life is a very, very exciting chapter. And what we have done is we've turned the page in this book. And the new chapter is called Canadian Trees for Life. And we are planting trees in the urban environment where people live, work, play, and are educated coast to coast. I would like to say coast to coast to coast, but I'm not too sure how many trees we're going to plant up in the Arctic tundra. <laughs> I mean, you can maybe help me with that. I'm not sure it can even be done. But we're definitely going coast to coast. And we are, can I tell you what we're doing, how this works? Please. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we are facilitating the tree planting activity in where people live, work, and play, where an interest exists. So if you're listening to this and you live in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, I hope I have your attention because if there's somebody in Moose Jaw who's currently planting trees doesn't matter if it's public space, private space, if they're planting trees to benefit the population generally, then we want to help. So let's say you're in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, and you're aware that the municipality or maybe Rotary or maybe the local landscapers from uh, the Saskatchewan Landscape Association, maybe they've gotten together and they're planting trees in the park. We want to know about it if there's an opportunity to plant more. You see, resources are always limited, right? So when a person or an organization plans to plant a certain number of trees, there's usually a ceiling and it's always based on money, right? We only have so much money. So where are we going to find trees? Where are we going to find the help? And how are we going to get them in the ground? How are we going to maintain them? All those questions are questions that we would like to help you answer. And, and, and in that respect, Trees for Life is an enabler. So let's say you've got a $20,000 budget in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan to plant, I don't know, we'll pick a number, shall we? 300 trees. And you have room, you have real estate for 500 trees. Give us a call. 
we will help you fill the gap. I'm not saying we will fill the gap, but we are here to help enable you to get your 300 trees closer to the 500 maximum that you can plant given the real estate that you have available. And one of our greatest challenges is finding real estate. It's you would, you would think it might be finding trees. That's challenge enough in this environment because you want, you know, and your listeners, your viewers will know, well, uh, there's a bit of a shortage out there, but you know what? We're finding trees. We're finding the trees we need. And that's because growers and governments, and in particular, the 2 billion tree program through Ottawa, are seeing that we are making this happen. And so I'm happy to talk about partnerships, if you like, but yeah, this no, is your interview. Where do you want to go? <laughs> that's exactly where I'd love to go. You know, I'd like to to, to hear more about the partnership aspect of, of this new of this next chapter. I mean, you spoke to it a little bit, um, but perhaps that two billion tree. Um, you know, I'd be interested to hear a little bit about you know if there's a connection there. Of course, most Canadians have probably heard about that. Is there a connection now, or or could there be in the future? Well, there is very much a connection right now because the. The first year of funding uh, was last year, 2021, and in the um, initial um, fund, the tranche of funding, um, phase of funding, if you like, uh, there was an opportunity for us to apply, and we did, and we received $2 million. We matched it. So this is part of our, our business model is if the government comes to the table with a certain amount of money, we will match it or make every attempt to match it. So we had a $4 million campaign, $2 million campaign to raise money and in kind to match the government money that came from Ottawa through uh, Enercan, Natural Resources Canada. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, with that money, we're planting 275,000 trees. Again, where people live, work, and play. And the, 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 the 2 billion tree program, which is controlled by Natural Resources Canada and its budget, um, is, is not planting in urban spaces exclusively, but part of their mandate is to plant in urban spaces. So when we came along, we said, we don't plant trees in this pasture. You can partner with somebody else on those, and sure. let's talk about urban spaces and they were more than happy to do it and of course the first thing i said to them was um you know planting a tree in a park in a city is going to cost you more than planting a tree up there somewhere like wherever and um, they absolutely knew that and they absolutely accepted the fact that this would be a different business proposition for them versus versus the reforestation uh, tree, tree planting that's going on, as important as it is. So this year, we've gone back. We've gone back to NRCAN, and we um, have applied. I'm, I'm afraid I can't say how much we have applied for, but it's, it's more than what we applied for last year. And We've gone to the membership, the CNLA membership, and we've also gone to municipalities where we've already made contacts, and we have cobbled together a plan to plant a million trees um, this year, 2022, uh, in the next tranche, the next phase of the 2 billion tree funding. And again, whatever we get from Ottawa, we're matching. How are we matching it? Well, to a large degree, CNLA members have come to the table with deep discounts on planting and tree stock 
that we're able to, uh, that qualifies us to um, match. So we need cash. We're still going to have mm-hmm. a substantial fundraising campaign. Um, uh, but the, de- the details will come out very, very shortly. I'm expecting by end of April, early May, we'll be able to announce, first of all, what did our funding look like from Ottawa? And secondly, what do we need in order to make this proposition work? Our goal, Scott, is to continue planting trees in the urban environment. Uh, and we don't plan to stop on... I'm not sure ever. I mean, there's a difference yeah, between <laughs> this, this campaign and the Highway of Heroes tree campaign. The t- Highway of Heroes tree campaign had a beginning and it had an end. We knew it would cost about $10 million, and, and it has, give or take, um, to plant two, 2 million trees in a particular environment. You know, the whole thing was a little easier to, um, e- easier to get our arms around because it was, you know, quantifiable. Sure. <laughs> By the way, this is my my grandson Neil. He's he loves trees. He loves trees. I bet um, he does. Why don't Why don't you get me that thing you did for me in French? It's right over there on Grandma's desk. So he has something he wants to show you. Perfect. You're looking at it. Yeah, yeah. Come here. You show that to Scott. Yeah, I'd okay? love to see it. What What do we got here? Oh, look at that! It's a tree. Do you know how to say it's tree in French? And he goes to French, Neil goes to French, French school. So can you Great. tell us what it says? Yeah. What does it say? It says, um, je suis un alp. Je suis un alp. And what does that mean in English? I am a tree. I am a tree. From my five-year-old grandson. Very good. Your eyes and ears. <laughs> a future tr- a that future, goes on Grandpa's uh, yeah. bulletin board. <laughs> so <laughs> thanks for indulging me on that. Of course, partnerships. No. Partnerships are absolutely essential. This campaign is built on partnerships, uh, and these are partnerships with funders. Like, um, you know, we'll go back and we'll have a conversation with TD Friends of the Environment and to uh, many of the organizations that came to the table and helped us with the Highway Heroes. We'll go to every level of government. We'll go to more municipalities and provinces. And we are expanding our message to Landscape Ontario members, to the CNLA members. Thanks to you, Scott. And this <laughs> well, is the beginning. Our, this, is, this is the beginning of a long conversation we hope to have yeah. with members who see that what we're doing is for the greater good. And when I say that, let's just let's just think about the profession that we work in, or if you like, the industry that we work in. Um, and I'm reminded of my my friend and yours, Paul Bridges, and how when he was president of Landscape Ontario, it's a profession. It's not an industry. Yeah, we're professionals. Remember that. And he's, of course, he's absolutely right. And so, so we are expanding this conversation to uh, members in our professional associations, coast to coast. And we would love to hear from landscapers, growers, retailers, landscape maintenance people, lawn maintenance people. You know, lawn maintenance people have manpower. They have equipment. Anybody listening to this podcast or watching it would have resources that would be helpful. And it might just simply be a check for 50 bucks 
I mean, that could be helpful, very, very helpful. It would not could be, but would be very helpful. Um, but a, a lot of our plan, a lot of our business model is built on in-kind donations. So I'm, I'm just slowing it down just a little bit here, Scott, because I want members to know that if you can sacrifice a day or two of a crew to come out and help us plant trees, if you can bring a skid steer loader, if you can bring a dump truck load of mulch, um, if you can donate some trees because you're a grower, or if you can, if you have an excess inventory of certain always native species, by the way, that's, that's kind of a thing. And certainly important to Enercan is that we're always planting native species. Um, uh, then we want to hear from you. We really want to hear from you. We want to work with you. And we know how to work with you because we've done so much of it in the last seven years on the Highway of Heroes. We, uh, not only that, but the people running this campaign, and there's only four of us on the board, that's Joe Salemi, Tony DiGiovanni, Donna Cansfield, who was the Minister of Natural Resources uh, or transportation, rather, in, in, in Ontario, and the Minister of Natural Resources in her past, um, uh, a career politician who has since retired and tremendously passionate about what we do. Michael DePontier, who, if you Google him, is Mr. Green, um, and he, he, he is in his 80s, long time ago, uh, sold his interest in Toronto Life magazine and keep publishing, but remains extremely active. And he, there's a role model for us, Scott, when we reach our 80s. We want to be Michael DePontier. It's <laughs> <laughs> so oh, like yeah. the Ever Ready Bunny. Uh, and he fills my inbox every weekend with all, <laughs> kinds of, all kinds of messages about what we should be doing. And um, it's all, all contingent on how much wine he's consumed. <laughs> But he's a, a wonderful character of a man. And, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, without those four, um, we, would, we would be nothing. And that's it. You know, I'm the, I'm the president of Trees for Life. And it's, it's just we're having so much fun. And, you know, when you're part of a winner, it's every day is fun. And this thing seems to be taking on a life of its own, which is really appropriate, don't you think, for trees for a for, for for an organization that supports the planting of trees in public places um uh the most sophisticated the most sophisticated clean air machine known to humankind was created by mother nature it's a tree the most sophisticated clean air machine and it cools the atmosphere unlike anything humankind has created. And those two messages are core to our central message. And our central message is getting out there. We couldn't do, we couldn't do what we've done without the generosity of uh, the world of media. So we've got partnerships all over the place. And uh, as an aggregate together, pretty powerful group. We're, we're making Incredibly things powerful. happen. Incredibly powerful. I mean, it, the, the proof is uh, in the pudding, so to speak, um, you know, with what's been done with the Highway of Heroes and to be able to take that momentum and, and now take it national, as you said at the beginning, is, is so exciting. Uh, you have this amazing board of passionate people, um, obviously yourself as a, as a, a real leader. And, and all the people that have come together, I think that's what's so special. And, and a big part of it being the green professionals, the landscape professionals, the, the nursery growers. I think that's sort of the secret sauce to what maybe what the, the dif differentiator, if you will, yeah. is having that 
you know, that element. And I'm sure other, um, you know, campaigns similar, um, uh, you know, have that too, but it's been such a big part of this one. And, it, and, and obviously it's, it's been a successful mix for sure. Well, Scott, that's, that's such a great expression. The secret sauce is to such a very great extent, the relationships that we have with, with members in our profession uh, and having Tony there uh, seven, eight years ago and having Joe join us more recently, tremendous, a tremendous asset. I can't overstate the value of their contribution and the contribution that, uh, that people in the landscape trade uh, have made and I know will continue to make. So there, there, there's one other thing I want to mention here before Please. you say, Mark, we're done. <laughs> this is really important. Uh, if we go back to the first chapter of the Highway Hero Street campaign and we ask ourselves, what did we learn from that experience? One of the things we learned was that Canadians are prepared to invest in trees where they honor somebody important, maybe it's an aunt or an uncle uh, who fought or was involved in the Second World War or the Korean War. Uh, maybe it's somebody that's long been gone uh, and maybe was connected to the military during the First World War or even the War of 1812. I mean, you'd be amazed at the stories that we heard. And when we, when we look at that and we, and we, and we ask ourselves, what, what's the lesson here? The lesson is that Canadians will invest in trees to benefit the environment, yes. But a more powerful message is investing in trees for people. And right now, as we come, we hope and pray out of the last phase of COVID, we reflect on the fact that 32,000 Canadians have died of it, and that, that over 3 million Canadians have served in a variety of ways as teachers, frontline, uh, frontline workers, first responders, uh, and a variety of other ways. And we haven't, we're, I think we're still dealing with the A, the commitment they made, and B, the loss we've experienced. And uh, what we want to do is provide an opportunity for every Canadian to to pay for a tree and name it in honor of a hero. And you name the hero. Maybe you've got a sister that's a nurse or an aunt that's a teacher or uh, somebody that's an ambulance driver or a doctor or whatever. Like mm -hmm. in, in our sphere, in our the, the, the orbit that you spin in, Scott, and for every one of our listeners or viewers today, in that orbit that you spin, there are people that have helped get us through. And we've kind of muddled our way through, but we have also done extremely well uh, when we compare ourselves, for instance, to our friends in the States where the death rate and the COVID infection rate was three or four times what it was here. Uh, some credit needs to be given to those people. And we think we can do it best with trees a living memorial, a living thank you. It's great that we say thank you to our frontline workers and first responders with bus boards and signs on the front lawn of the house, but a tree is going to outlast us. It's yeah. going to live for generations and properly placed. It'll probably uh, self-generate and self-seed uh, depending on where it's planted, of course. And then you have a permanent memorial to the people that have helped get us through. So that's a very important message I wanted to share with you. And on April 1st, we'll be launching our heroes um, messaging 
uh, on our website at uh, treesforlife.ca. So Scott, that's that's really important. And then there's one other thing I want to mention as well. Yeah. Do you mind? I, I don't mind at all. No, please go I, ahead, Mark. <laughs> you're a good man. David and Sharon Johnston have been extraordinary. And they they joined us on the Highway of Heroes while David was still the Governor General of Canada. And I can't imagine anybody busier when we say we're busy in the heat of the season and you know whoever you are i want you to imagine being the governor general of canada who traveled the country more extensively than any governor general before him and sharon often went with him and sharon has many responsibilities of her own she's a professional book writer for instance and editor so um you take these two uh, people who have dedicated their lives to public education in Canada, to making Canada a better country, which is uh, the motto of the Order of Canada, which, of course, he, he oversaw while he was uh, Governor General for nine years. And we, we put up our hand at the end of the Highway Heroes campaign and said, by the way, we're over here doing something else. It's called Trees for Life. And they jumped at the chance. And it's been amazing. They are an inspiration. So there are a lot of people connected with Canadian Trees for Life and the Highway Heroes Trees Tree Campaign who have been amazing inspirations. Uh, Corporal Nick, Nick Kerr, I have to mention him by name because he served two tours of duty in Afghanistan for the Canadians uh, with Pinterest, uh, the Princess Patricia's, um, and uh, he saw nine of his friends, including his best friend, lost in that, in that campaign. And uh, he was at nine repatriation uh, ceremonies, uh, a couple of them over in Afghanistan at that end, and a, and a few more over here in Canada. And Nick has been our honorary military patron for almost from the beginning. And that's a whole other story. But you've got the, the nut of that story is right there. A giving person with PTHD, um, post-traumatic uh, stress disorder, PD, PTSD, uh, sorry. And Nick says he deals with his uh, PTSD by planting trees. And every time he digs a hole and he puts a tree in the ground, he says, this one's for you, buddy. Where life was taken away, I'm putting life back. It's so powerful. And I had the, I had the honor and uh, privilege of, of meeting Nick at, uh, I believe, one of the Highway of Heroes golf tournaments and is such a, a character and uh, an amazing uh, supporter of the campaign. Um, and and it, I mean, I think the bottom line is it, it's this message, this it's resonated with so many different people from a military veteran like Nick to the governor general of Canada and, and uh, David Johnston and his wife, Sharon, to uh, you know the 4,500 or 4,400 Canadians that um, you know donated to the camp to the Highway of Heroes, and I really you know can't wait to see it go national and it just continue to grow. Uh, and I mean, I'm sure we could talk um, all afternoon about w what this is going to look like and you know all the reasons why why it does resonate, but. Perhaps, perhaps we will leave it there and and you know urge people to go check out the website. Where where should people go if they want to learn more? If they want to if they want to uh, get involved in some way? Well, treesforlife.ca, 
and uh, look at look at what we're doing there. You'll see public tree planting days will be posted very soon. You'll see um, where we're planting, how many trees we're planting. You'll you'll see um, who our sponsors are, and you'll see an opportunity to contact us. Go to contact us, right? Contact contact us, and um, if if you want to put up your hand. Just go to contact us and send us a message. We're checking that all the time. And uh, that's a great place to start. And I'll repeat that anything you do in the landscape, maintenance, retail, growing genre, any member of the CNLA has some assets of some kind that would be useful in your community or a community near you to plant more trees. And that's what we want to do. And we want to do it together. And we do it through those partnerships. And without your participation, without the kind of enthusiastic participation and partnerships that we've had in the past, we would never have succeeded. And the key to our future success is continuing this discussion with members of the CNLA and making it bigger and working together. And I think it's just going to make the industry better. Couldn't agree more. Thanks so much, Mark. Appreciate your time and uh, always so good to chat. It's great. Thank you, Scott. I really appreciate the time. You've been very generous. Thank you for listening to Landscape Ontario podcast. We hope you'll subscribe to get a new episode every month.